Get in! It is the Spirit of 2016 podcast. Bosnia won, Northern Ireland won, Northern Ireland went on pens. I'm joined for the first time tonight by Peter Baker making his debut. Now, Pete, normally what I'd do at this point is uh, I'd give you a bit of an introduction, maybe ask you your, your favourite NI moment, how long you've been going the games for, but in the nicest possible way, mate. Nobody's arsed tonight, <laughs> but welcome. No, thanks very much, mate. Yeah, I completely understand that. It's not about <laughs> me tonight. All about the boys in Bosnia. What a performance. My heart is still racing. I can't believe it. Can't I think, uh, do, you see what, do you see what Richard put in our group chat? He, he took his heart rate during the during the penalties. <laughs> like He actually took a test of his heart rate. That was like 50% up on normal. Oh, dear. I'm sure mine was the same, mate. Oh, that was that was just, uh, like, in games like that, like it's, it's tough to do a post-match analysis after this, having not seen the game back, really, isn't it? Because... It, but when you're so emotionally invested, it's hard to analyse and it's such a blur. But let's talk about the, the penalties. I mean, Liam Boyce, who, who has taken a bit of stick from Northern Ireland fans on this podcast, in at, you know, at the ground, before the ground, at the pubs, you know, people people haven't been haven't seen Liam Boyce as a guy who has done much for Northern Ireland. I mean, my goodness, that has changed now, hasn't it? Yeah, no, fair play to him. There must be ice running through his veins. I think they said in the commentary his only goal was against New Zealand. That was a friendly um, so for him to come on as a sub with uh, the penalty duty put on his shoulder, coming on as a sub and stepping up to the mark when it counted, I mean, fair play. I... You just you, you just looked at his big red face and you thought, oh, Liam, <laughs> Liam, just get it on target. Can I feel like I'm it? sending myself here. Just get it on target, man. Doesn't matter if it's scruffy. I mean, like, I actually, obviously, we were, we were messaging each other before the game when the lineup came out, and we will talk about the lineup. I don't want to do that now, but. I, you were slightly more positive than me. I thought it was a bit negative. Um, and one of the things I sort of questioned at the time was, does Ian Barraclough, ha- I, don't, I don't like to sort of swear in this podcast, but it does end, I think I'm okay to get away with this. Does Ian Barraclough have the balls to be a Northern Ireland manager? You know, away from home, Bosnia, big game, and I felt it was a negative lineup. Firstly, yes, he does, is the answer to that. And I'm an absolute fool forever, ever doubting it. <laughs> And second of all, I mean, the balls to bring off Jordan Jones and Jordan Thompson, he brought on to put on two guys purely to take a penalty. I mean, if, if Ian Barraclough, if there were any doubts about him after Norway, and there were, they're absolutely extinguished now, aren't they? Yeah, I know. Full credit to him there. That was, as you say, very, very ballsy, <laughs> bringing off <laughs> the two substitutes. And, uh, I mean, Washington came on. That was a perfect penalty. Right in the top corner, keeper was nowhere near, and then Boyce uh, sails the job. So yeah, great decision from the the manager. I'm sure he'll be delighted as well. You know, after the first yeah. game's not really going well, and people are probably questioning him. Well, you know, there's your answer to his critics. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, everyone sort of thought uh, we did say after the Norway game, you know, if he can just get through, if he can get through Bosnia, everything's forgiven. I mean, I personally. We are going to do a podcast after the next couple of games, but like, really, I don't really care about those two now. It's just beat Slovakia as it is now. Slovakia beat the Republican penalties tonight. And yeah. uh, maybe we'll talk a bit more uh, about the, the potential final at the end. So should we do the first half then? Because I thought that uh, I thought it was probably the most nervous half of football that I've ever seen Northern Ireland play. Uh, I felt like those 11 lads in the pitch where their heart was going as quick as mine was. Yeah, there must have been. I mean... Really nervy start. Bosnia had the better, the better play and deserved the goal, to be honest, at the start. They created that many chances. But when that goal went in, I think the mentality switched. And I think we had the better portion of the, the second half of the first half, if that makes sense. But we created, I mean, we had the McGuinness chance. 
which in another day the keeper doesn't make the save of his life. Outstanding save, outstanding save, like. And then Savo had that opportunity as well, which plays over. You know, Bosnia just isn't his place. Oh my days! Like I, I, I tweeted. Uh, I think it was after. So he has a big chance in the first pass in the first half, as you referenced there, and then he has that uh, that one where he he gets in the way of Paddy McNair's shot second half. And I tweeted yeah. at the time, I was like, do not let that man anywhere near a penalty. He is cursed in Sarajevo. Like, goodness yeah. me. I think uh, he had another one as well, for, Yeah, I think, I think you might be right. I think I, I think I was thinking, yes, he did. He had the one just after the, the yeah. goal, didn't he? Which was, which was blocked. And like, I, I don't want to, I don't want, People to think we're having to go at him because I thought his, his overall play and his performance and his positional play was was spot on tonight. But my days, when it comes to luck, George Savile in Bosnia just isn't this the good mix, is it? No, I, I mean I was going to say aside from the finishing tonight, I thought he thought he was excellent. He obviously played the full 120 minutes and um, gave everything he had. You know, he's running the whole game, tracking back. Um, so I mean, the finishing side is just unfortunate to him. He's just not very lucky in that regard, but. You know everything else. I thought he was outstanding, along with the rest of the players. <laughs> yeah, just just sort of take it in, in chronological order. Then I've uh, I've got sort of I was making r- very rough notes during the the first half. I've got my, my first half notes here, and it was like it just really was all about the that nervous start. I mean, until until they get the goal, I think as you say, the goal sort of sparked us into life a little bit. You know, we were we were good after that, and uh, we created that chance with Josh and. You can say Josh can do better, but he, you know he, he gets over the ball. He gets it fairly in the corner, mm-hmm. and as you say, the keeper comes up with a with a magnificent save. Thankfully, he he, <laughs> uh, he got that out of the way before the pens. But I mean, the, there were chances for Bosnia. Pjanic has a shot, just goes past the post. Uh, Krunic has another chance. He scored the goal. And like while we while we nullified Jacko very well in terms of limiting his opportunity to get shots away, I thought his 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 hold up play and his link in play. And uh, and passing back into midfielders was just superb. I mean, they they're probably a bit unlucky not to go in two 0 up. If we're all honest, yeah, I'd, pro- I'd probably agree with you there. I think the link up between him and Pjanic was pretty um, outstanding at times. Just Pjanic was pinging the ball all, all over the place, and Jacko brought everything down and brought other people into play. It was really impressive. Um, and yeah, I think they did have their chances, but I th- I think we had maybe just as many in the. In the first half, certainly clear cut. I'm not too yeah. sure. If, yeah, I'm not too sure if you agree with me there. But I mean, I guess, uh, yeah. thought was decent. Could have gone in. Yeah, yeah. I think I don't know. Maybe maybe because you're so nervous, you, you, I see these chances as bigger chances than what they were. But you, know, you are right. You know, we did have two clear cut chances in that first half, and I, I didn't think the performance was great, but. I mean, if you're Ian Barclough, I don't know what he said in that half time, but he must have told them to stop slipping because it was a six <laughs> or seven in the first half. What on earth was going on? Some serious foul play going on there from the, yeah, the Bosnian sprinklers. What on earth did they put in that water? No very idea. liquid. Yeah, the turf was cutting up as well. I don't think the TV probably did it justice, but there were bits of turf all yeah. over the pitch by the end of it. And, you know, if we'd, if we'd gone out 1-0 after... A Johnny Evans slip of all people, like it would just flashbacks to Switzerland all yeah. over again after the the penalty that wasn't. Um, you know, I just thought, here we go again. Um, that's that's how I went into the halftime break. To be honest. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. It just you know we we'd said in preview podcasts, and and I think I've said to you before, you know, all the luck we haven't had. Starting basically from Switzerland in twenty eight or in twenty seventeen, 
with that terrible decision. Then going into the Nations League, we were so unlucky not to score. And then, of course, that game out in Holland as well, where, you know, with 15 minutes to go, we're 1-0 up and a shot goes about, basically goes into orbit and then drops at Luke de Jong's feet. Um, we just didn't have any luck coming up there. And I always said, you know, maybe, just maybe, we're getting that luck in Bosnia. And I don't want to don't want to put the performance down to luck tonight because they deserve so much credit for that. But yeah, maybe in that first half, it was... Um, we're maybe slightly lucky not to go in 2-0 down. I want, I want to pick up on something you said there, because I actually noticed that as well, about the, the pitch tearing up a little bit. And I thought, you know, I think as Stephen Cregan was uh, was saying in commentary, and the Northern Ireland team didn't fly out until this morning, didn't get to train on that pitch. And obviously that's that's down to coronavirus, and there's, there's nothing we can do about that. But I thought once we actually realised the pitch was cutting up and how much they were looking to play football, we realised, you know, we can actually press these here. And I thought our high press was was very good towards the end of that first half and on into the second half. But, I mean, at the same time, Bosnia have some excellent technical footballers and they were able to play through it a couple of times. But I thought that was some good in-game management from our lads. That. Yeah, it was great to see. I mean, especially putting that, I mean, you touched in your preview, the inexperienced defence that Bosnia have, trying to put them under a bit of pressure. Um, McGuinness leading the line. I thought he did that really well in terms of the press with Corey Evans and McGinn either side of him. I thought they really harried the team. And I, I'd like to say, I think McGuinness's play all around tonight was actually really good. Outstanding. Up, I mean, we'll come, we'll come on to the goal, I'm sure. But, you know, it was outstanding tonight. I yeah. think he deserved a lot of praise coming in and starting in a big game. So Yeah, I completely agree. I thought, thought Josh McGuinness was excellent. I mean, we, we talked on the preview that we thought Washington would start just because he, he has that, that pressing ability and maybe you can you can bully those young centre-halves w- with pressure rather than just physically. But I thought yeah. Josh did a great job physically tonight holding the ball up. And obviously he's uh, he's involved in the in the, in the the goal. And we'll, we'll go on to talk about the second half now because I think we've covered the first half fairly well there. I mean, let's talk about the goal and that first 15 minutes in general. Um, Northern Ireland were... It's probably the best 15 minutes I've, I've seen, definitely under Barraclough and certainly matches any 15-minute period we've had under Michael O'Neill. I mean, the attack and play was superb. And I mean, Niall McGinn was untouchable for 15 minutes. It was incredible, wasn't it? Yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, I think, you know, we came, whatever Barraclough said, I don't know, he's, he's done wonders there. He came out high energy, high press, put the Bosnians under a bit of pressure, probably caught them off guard as well. And uh, I think we thoroughly deserved a goal from that spell of playing. Could have had one, maybe two others. I think that's that's probably being a bit optimistic there. But certainly McGinn had the cutback, didn't he, from the byline? Yeah. Um, after Davis played him through, and then uh, the McNair header. I don't know why that didn't go in. Yeah, I think it, I think it is a corner actually. It's uh, it, but I mean, Paddy does get in front of him, and yeah, all he needs to do is really get a clean connection on it. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I've that I've that chance. I, I remember that. I mean, it, it is hard. The reason I was noting a few things down was just because it is such a blur. Like you're so emotionally yeah. invested, you just you just you know all you see is Bosnia one Northern Ireland one. That's all you care about. You don't really care how well we're playing. But yeah, yeah Paddy has that huge chance. Then <laughs> as 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 a, a reference a bit earlier. Uh, Savile gets in the way of that paddy shot. I'm not sure if that's in the the 15 minute yeah. period I'm talking about, but <laughs> my goodness, yeah. And and then and then Savile has another chance as well, as we said. I mean, you know, second half. I mean, if if Bosnia had the, had the better of the first half and had the, maybe the slightly better chances, second half was was probably even. And if anything, we shaded it in terms of of big chances, didn't we? Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to think back. Bosnia Bosnia had a decent chance just after our goal. Bailey made a big save. Yeah, I yeah. was really he made a couple tonight. Yeah, he did. Made some smart saves and 
you know, he's, he's done that over the first two games. Well, certainly in the Romania game, mm-hmm. he's stood up when he needs to. Um, so it was a really good performance from him, obviously, as well. Um, so I think I think on the balance over the first, over the two halves, I think 1-1 was probably a fair reflection. Um, and certainly after we got our goal, we grew in confidence and were really on the ascendancy for about 15, 20 minutes. And then Bosnia tried, had, a, had a few chances. A couple of different, a couple of different things I want to talk about with the the defensive performance. You're, you're right to mention Peacock Farrell there, and you know there was a bit of doubt about Peacock Farrell, maybe even just going back half a year, a year ago. And um, he's he is just in great, great form for us. He's never really let us down. Thinking back to like Germany at home, where he was man of the match by far, and then as you say, he gets us a point in Romania, saves us saves us from the hiding that that Norway eventually gave us, and. Tonight, again, he comes up, forget the, the penalty save. I mean, let's not forget, he makes a save in the shootout early on. Like, it can be easy to get lost in that. But as you say, he makes a great save from Krunic. Uh, I think he actually gets a touch to that one that, that Pjanic fires onto the bar from the free kick. Um, no. Listen, you want your keeper to, to, cut, to, to be reliable first and foremost, but come up with big saves. And that's, that's one of the things that you know I sometimes see uh, in teams. It's like goalkeepers can see goals where it's, it's a bit like, it's not your fault, but I want you to pull me out of the mud there. You know, we're, the defence are going to make mistakes. They're going to get chances, and I want you to pull me out of the mud there. And I think Bailey is brilliant at pulling us out of the mud when he needs to. And, and he did so tonight. He, he was, he, he's, uh, I mean, we'll talk about man of the match. I'll ask you for a man of the match at the end, but he's he's top three for me. Yeah, no, definitely. I think over the years, he's really grown in uh, presence. Just at the back, he can be relied upon. Tonight, I had no fear when he had the ball at his feet, he'd make the right decision, you know, making his saves, he wasn't going to fumble anything. And, you know, he took his time, he read the game well. And uh, I think if you're a defender, you've having confidence in your keeper is going to, you know, pull you out of the mud, as you say, and um, gives you a lot of confidence as well. So, you know, it's fantastic that he's just uh, grown in uh, confidence for us at the back. Really yeah. Yeah, I think I think Sean Dyche was actually saying after a League Cup game where, where Bailey's been getting a couple of games for Burnley in the League Cup, he actually said Bailey's been working really hard in the gym actually to get that bigger stature. And I think you, you can see that just by looking at him. I mean, yeah. sometimes maybe when he came in, I'm thinking Nations League last year or, or two years ago, you sometimes looked at him and you thought, he, he's six foot four, Bailey Peacock Farrell. And he didn't. He just looked a bit like a wee boy in nets sometimes. Um, and Sean Dyche said he's been, he's been in the gym and something that, that's really encouraging for me is that he actually said uh, Bailey Peacock Farrell develop, his development at this age is going the same way as Nick Pope and if we have somebody you know of that quality in our goal for the next possibly 10-15 years let's be honest here if he keeps on this trajectory we are sorted for that position yeah, that, that would be fantastic I mean I think I think you can see the gym work paying off he, he was claimed a few crosses tonight was really imposing himself on the strikers Especially when you've got someone like Edin Dzeko attacking your nut, who isn't a small man by any means, and a really physical striker. That's how he's made his name. So, yeah, fair play to Billy, uh, Bailey. Even. Yeah, absolutely outstanding. I thought I thought Josh, as you say, was super. I think actually, from defensive free kicks and defensive corners, I thought Josh was super. I mean, that's one of the things you, you can have Josh in the box for. He's, he's very rarely going to lose a header. And he's definitely never going to lose a defensive header. And I thought there were a couple of times, I'm thinking early on there was one, uh, there was another big header just before full time. I mean, defensively, just in general, defensively, I, I thought we were really good tonight. And listen, I, um, I'll, you know, let's let's be honest, I ripped into Craig Cathcart on the last podcast after Norway. 
um, and I questioned his his leadership. I questioned his his attitude, um, and like I almost feel, I mean he's not listening. He doesn't care, but I almost feel like I owe him an apology because I I mean I thought he was the better of the two centre halves tonight, and I think like I mean he he really came up with a couple of big moments uh, at the back for us, and I thought he was faultless tonight, Craig Cathcart. Yeah, I couldn't pick up on anything that he did wrong tonight. I know after your previous podcast, you give a bit of hard, a hard time. But yeah, uh, I think the whole defence, you know, they were really switched on the whole night. Concentration was there. And uh, they put their bodies on the line when they needed to. A lot of blocks tonight. That um, was really impressive. You know, not allowing Bosnia to get their shots away on the goal. Um, yeah, really encouraging defensive display, given what we saw at Windsor Park. Uh, a month ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, like a month ago you'd have thought I mean, you can you can just put it down to Johnny Evans, but it's it's more than that. It, they've clearly gotten the training pitch and thought, right, that you know, that just doesn't happen again. And I thought the attitude of, and throwing the bodies in the line and I mean, yeah, Bosnia didn't have many like guilt edge chances. They had a lot of a lot of good chances because of quality in the ball and maybe the quality of their of their of their shots as well makes you think that it's actually a bigger chance than it is. It would be quite interesting to see the expected goals from tonight. Um, but mm. I just want to talk about Niall McGinn for a minute here because nobody had him in their starting lineups. Like no. I certainly neither me or Neb had it in the in the preview. I don't think you had him. And when I when I was asking people or you know when people were tweeting me and on the Facebook page, um, I, I didn't. I don't think I, I could be wrong, but I don't think I saw a single. Lineup where Niall McGinn was in it. I mean, that's an inspired pick from Ian Barraclough. You would have thought if he was going to go for a winger, you'd go for Jordan Jones, the more informed man, the more potentially more exciting man. Maybe that's a bit unfair, but I mean, Niall McGinn put in a shift defensively. And as I say, for those 15 minutes, he gets us a goal and he, he just is the man for the big moment, like Portugal, Leon, and, uh, and now tonight. Yeah, absolutely. He was the forgotten man beforehand, but um, he's got that experience, obviously, and that's probably why Barraclough went for him. I reckon, anyway, that experience for the big occasion and, you know, paid off for him tonight. Um, created some other really good chances um, and it was a good outlet for us in trying to carry the ball um, up the pitch and trying to take on defenders as well. So, you know, again, well done, Barraclough. That was a great, great decision that none of us uh, were thinking about before the game. So... It's another one to silence any of the critics, I reckon. Yeah, I think I think Barraclough is is the one man that comes out of tonight best, really. I mean, the one interesting change that I mean, I thought his, his entire tactical play was was spot on. I mean, first half, I mean, even when we're one 0 down and we're a bit disappointed with a with a with how the game was going. I mean, I was thinking like you can't put this on Barraclough. There's just mistakes and slips being made all over the pitch, and then second half. You know, coming back from that, that must have that must have taken some team talk at half time because we were so nervous. And you know, you need to get in those players' heads at that point because, at the, you know, he, at that point you're just thinking we're nervous here and we're our our nervousness is messing it up rather than making us any sharper. And I mean, like there was one change when uh, uh, Bosnia brought off a guy uh, Hadzi Medovic. I, I don't know if that's his uh, the pronunciation. It's definitely not the pronunciation, but they brought him off, and he was he was basically on there to give Sepetic, the right-back, a bit of protection. Because um, Sepetic, obviously, make, only, only making a second cap, plays in the local league um, in Bosnia. So, isn't you know was sort of seen as the weak link in, back, in that back four, whether that was, was fair or not. But the moment he brought uh, Hadzi Medovic off and brought Goyak on, the more attacking player, uh, Ian Barclough immediately put Jordan Jones onto that side. And while 
while Jordan Jones didn't do anything tangible tonight, anything that sticks in the memory, to what I can remember, I thought I thought you just saw a Bosnian defence that was absolutely petrified of him. Yeah, I think so. It it sort of kept them on the back foot as well when they tried to go more attacking. It's almost like a game of chess, I suppose. Um, I thought Jones, when he came on, he played quite well. He looked, he didn't do t- huge amount, but I suppose he wasn't given that time. He had that shot in uh, the period of extra time. I, w- I was convinced it was in. Yes, yeah, he had a couple of shots, actually. You're right. To point yeah. So uh, I suppose in the in the other games in the Nations League, coming up against Austria and Norway, it'd be great to give uh, Jordan Jones a bit more game time and really give him the chance to show what he can do. Definitely, and that's one of those things. In these in these two games coming up, and I said at the start of the podcast, I don't care about them, and I, you know, I, I do. But compared to, you know, if you offered me eight nil defeats in those two and a win tonight, I'd have taken it all day long, and I still would. But the fact of the matter is, Ian Barclough is going to have to change it up. I don't know if any player is going to play all three games. Um, you don't really want to mess club managers about like that because you know, then for a bigger game where you might need to count on them, the club managers might hold them back or or something like that. You know, that's that's a slight worry, but we will need we will need to use the squad and the squad is 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 probably as strong in depth as we have we as we've ever really had in our lifetime. I mean, we've seen even under Michael O'Neill at times when the first 11 was out, it was a bit of a disaster. Any of the first 11 really, but now you've got these players on the bench like uh, Washington, like Boyce, like Lafferty, uh, like Jones, um Obviously, Cooper and Kennedy, who we didn't see tonight. Well, Kennedy's not in the squad, but Cooper as well. I mean, there are so many players that are, are going to get game time over the next couple of days, and like, there's a there's a place in the in the in the final against Slovakia up for up for grabs, really, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. I, I suppose with there is so much depth in the squad now, um, compared from when Michael took over to now. Um, I mean, the likes of Gavin White and Jones didn't start, and you'd say they're probably two of our more dangerous players. You know, yeah. Thompson looked decent when he came on. Um, so it's it's encouraging, and I, I mean, I don't know why how, how old Kyle is now, but he came on and he looked pretty sharp. Actually, he did exactly the same role as McGuinness. I thought his hold-up play was great. Um, so it's encouraging. I think Barclough can afford to. Get, to do some rotation, especially after guys have played 120 minutes tonight. Like the legs will be feeling it, and they deserve a break. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and they, yeah, that's 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 a good thing to pick up on as well. There, the 120 minutes. I mean, looking ahead now, like everyone was talking about this potential Northern Ireland Republic of Ireland final. Um, are you happy at Slovakia? Not from any sort of rivalry point of view, but just because it takes away all the nonsense around it. It's just going to be a game of football, and and at home to Slovakia, I I I think we're if we're not favourites, it's 50-50 really, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know a huge amount about the Slovakian team anymore. Um, is Martin Skirton still around playing for them? I don't know. don't know if he's still around. I'm not too sure. I'm sure there'll be a decent outfit, but I suppose by, with it being Slovakia and not uh, the Republic, it just means the players can focus completely on the football. They don't have to listen to any of the, the nonsense that goes with it. Um, I'm sure some of the fans, it would have been a great occasion had the fans been allowed in. Um, you know, the atmosphere would have been electric. Um, but, you know, we can just focus on the football, which I think is a good thing. Which yeah, I think, I think that's, that's... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, that's all. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's that's the thing as well, because it, the other side of it is, you know, with, I think we're, I do think we're a better team than the Republic of Ireland, and uh, even since their new managers come in, they haven't been impressive. And I, while you could say, okay, they've more Premier League footballers, and 
um, you know, of maybe bigger names in their squad. I think there's there's absolutely no doubt that uh, that as a team we're far better. And I think, and if you played the match seven times out of ten, we take fans out of the equation, take the emotion out of the equation, Northern Ireland would win it. And the fact that it is is it is a playoff final. Um, the fact that we're better than them. I mean, I just I just want a match where as little outside uh, outside circumstances get in the way as possible, and that's what it's going to be against Slovakia. Hopefully, I mean, I think. Somebody, somebody told me tonight, I'm not sure if it's right or not, but um, that 600 fans will be in for the game against Austria. And let's hope if that goes well, we can get some fans in for the game against Slovakia as well. And, you know, I, I really do do back us for that one. Um, and, you know, we'll come on to talk about it. We'll come on to talk about it in greater detail. But in terms of, like, they're, they're a team who, yeah, they regularly qualify for tournaments, but they're a team that never really does anything in them. Nobody's ever talking about Slovakia in a World Cup or a and a Euros, and, uh, you know, well, listen, we take that all day as Northern Ireland supporters just being at the tournament, but um, I, I think, you know, they're probably a similar standard overall to Bosnia, but they don't have that that Pjanic or that Dzeko, really. I'm not sure where Hamzik's at now, but I think he's probably the only one you'd be looking at thinking we're terrified of him. Yeah, I think you're right. Especially after this game, going away to Bosnia is somewhere where we lost 2-0, was it, a couple of years ago? Yeah. Um you know, we've exercised those demons. I think the players will be full of confidence as well going into the game. They shouldn't fear Slovakia. You know, they they shouldn't fear them one bit. They've got a real chance to get to the Euros. And if we could get some fans at Windsor, that could make a big difference. It was great to see on the TV tonight that you know the Bosnians made a bit of noise. It's nice yeah. to see a bit of normality return to the football. But you know, if we could get like a thousand fans into Windsor, that would be unbelievable. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, they create some atmosphere. We've got that reputation, so it would be a huge yeah, yeah. If everyone, if everyone could just like keep self isolate for a month, keep the government happy, make sure there's no spike in cases, <laughs> and then we'll get thirty percent of supporters in that ground. That would be incredible. Normally at this point, I'd uh, I'd ask you for the man of the match, but I think that the performance in the night is is so momentous that I'm actually going to ask you for three, and I've really put you on the spot here. So I'll give you a bit of time to think. Um, I don't mind if you. I don't mind if you don't give me them in order. Uh, it can be in any order, but give me give me three of your of your top performance tonight. We can maybe even maybe even go one each if you want. Yeah, we do like the penalties. Um, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I'm nowhere near um, as nervous. I have to say. <laughs> I think I think one of them has got to go to Niall McGinn. Yeah, uh, as the goal scorer, you know he took it well. It was a bit fortuitous with the points, but you know he had to finish it. And uh, I think his general play was pretty good. He created a few chances and. Um, maybe some of the fans had written him off a bit beforehand, um, not putting him in the starting lineups. But he, uh, I'd I'd go with McGinn. Yeah, completely agree. Defensively superb, gets the goal. Yeah, he, he does get the numbers now and again. You know, every season for Aberdeen, he's in and around ten goals, ten assists. And while he's not a he's not a flashy player, he's not a player you get massively excited about. He's still a very very reliable footballer, and he gets numbers yeah. that that people in our squad generally don't really we're not a squad known for our numbers at all and I mean he's uh yeah I mean the, the 15 minutes the moment I think he just has to be in there like what a night for him yeah completely agree yeah um do you want me to go again with the yeah go player? again um it's one all one all okay Pjanic so just booted the ball I've got, I've got my man of the match I've got the person I'd go for a man of the match I'm tossing yeah. up between uh, the second um, probably between uh, I'd say McGuinness and uh, Bailey I'm gonna okay. I'll go with 
Bailey for the penalty save. And, you know, he was he was very good tonight as well. He came up with a crucial save or two and looked really assured and, you know, <laughs> gave me a bit of confidence trying to slow the heart rate, help slow the heart rate down as well. Yeah. So, yeah, pick up Farrell. If only he dived where he pointed for Pjanic to put the pen, yeah. he would have won it earlier. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> love, that from, love that from him. Those are, you, are you going Peacock, Farrell, McGuinness is your two and three then? No. Sorry, I'm, I'm going uh, McGinn and Peacock, Farrell. Uh, yeah, as, uh, and as your, as your three, like as your third is McGuinness, that's what I mean? Uh, no, actually, the third's not McGuinness. Don't you? Oh. Uh, okay, well, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do my second now. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, Peacock, Farrell, Probably does have to be in there overall. Yeah, he, he he comes up with the big moments. He can he probably couldn't have done really anything about the the goal, and he, and he obviously is a hero of the penalty shootout. So I think you have to go with the two guys who ultimately got the the, the actual the actual numbers and the the saves and the goals that won us the game. So yeah, I think that's fair enough. I'll agree with that one. I'll try and I'll try and disagree on the third one because this, this is too nice. I don't like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the third one um, is Stuart Dallas. Okay, I, I thought he was. Our best player in the pitch. Everything he did, really. I mean, he had one slip, uh, sort of slip in the first half when Bosnia had a chance to score. But apart from that, I thought his general play was excellent. His work rate was tireless, and he he was everywhere. Second half of extra time, he was on the left wing, attacking. Um, and you could really see the confidence that he's got playing with Leeds this year. He's, I think, he's got real quality, real Premier League quality. Um, and that showed again tonight. So Stuart Dallas, man of the match for me. Okay, yeah. I mean, Dallas, I mean, the trap that you can get uh, caught into with Dallas sometimes is that you can see him as just purely a really reliable player. And he's so reliable that you don't sometimes appreciate the actual quality and fire that he brings to this side. And he always offers us something in attack. He's, he's one of our better technical players. And yeah, as you as you say, like tonight, he was, he was incredible. He's not going to be my third one, but he is. I think there are... They're more or less the rest of the team could could fight for that for that uh, for that other place for me here. I mean, yeah, I, I thought so. Corey, I thought Corey Evans was really good. I thought is for a man who's played four minutes of football and hasn't had back to back starts since November 2019. I thought to put in that shift and also his, his use of the ball was good. Salvo was was uh, was good overall. Davis had a great performance on his. Uh, uh, it's a shame we won't have we won't have time to to talk about that record, but we'll do that in the next one. Davis was brilliant again, as you say, McGuinness. I mean, I'm I'm just trying to remember the lineup basically here. Um, Lewis was nervous at times, but I thought did well. Uh, but the man I'm going to give the third one to is Craig Cathcart, as I say. Very good. Plenty of people, plenty of people doubted him. I doubted him. I gave him stick, and he he, he he's made an absolute fool out of me tonight, and I'm I'm so happy that he's done so. Uh, happy to wrap it up there. Then thanks very much for coming on, and what yeah. what what a pod to make your debut on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what a night. I'm, I'm ecstatic. I don't think I'll be sleeping tonight. Yeah, thanks very much for having me on, Andy. Uh, really enjoy the pod and what you're doing. So, yeah, pleasure to be part of it. Nice one. Yeah, you're just you're just jumping on the bandwagon after Sky Sports are <laughs> big fans now as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was mental. I'm just making the dinner tonight and all I hear is the Spirit of 2016 podcast. I'm like, what? Did I hear that right? Moving uh, up in the world, mate. That's... I still, uh, I still don't know the context, but listen, thanks very much to everyone for tuning in tonight. What a night for Northern Ireland. We've got Austria and Norway, and we'll have a podcast coming out probably after Norway, um, uh, pr- hopefully the night after Norway, if not the next day. Um, and listen, if we, 
if we <laughs> don't don't ask for any any proper analysis if we get hammered because we'll probably just go back to talking about this game. Uh, listen, thanks very much for coming on, Pete. As I said, thank you very much to everyone who listened. Like the Facebook, like the Twitter. Uh, let's keep this momentum going, both for Northern Ireland and this podcast. So get in. Northern Ireland win on pens. Absolutely incredible. Uh, and we'll see you on Wednesday after the Norway game. Bye-bye.